re- released uh, Gigi Allen an episode on him recently. How nasty he is. Don't look like you don't remember. It wasn't that long ago. The punk dude. Yeah, the guy okay. who, who shit himself on stage and threw it at people. Uh, yes, as most people do on stage. If I was on stage and I had to shit, I would throw it at people because if you just it, keep it in your pants, it's you're going to get an infection or something. Right. I don't know. You want to spread the love. Yes, spread the love. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back. It's a couple of weeks ago, and that was suggested by a couple of people. I know someone way at the beginning asked us to cover Gigi Allen, and somebody else did recently as well. But they gave us a link. So oh. if you give us a link to a story, that helps. <laughs> uh, today, unfortunately... We are going to be covering some stuff on Jimmy Buffett. It's not unfortunate because it's Jimmy Buffett. It's unfortunate because he died over the weekend. Was that this weekend that he? I, I remember. I thought while I told we were you. at Dragon Con. Yeah, it was while we were there. Oh I shit! I thought it was a fucking joke. Uh, me and Jake go to this comic book convention every year in Atlanta called Dragon Con, and I don't look at my phone really. You know, I'll take a couple pictures here and there, but I'm not like checking Facebook and shit. So. While we were there, my radio station had posted a rest in peace Jimmy Buffett thing. And I was like, what? This must be a joke because Mm -hmm. this guy's been active. I mean, he was on tour like last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, recently, yeah. Um, Yeah, but apparently he had some sort of cancer and he was diagnosed four years ago, but he didn't tell anybody. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's his business. Yeah, yeah, it is. But that's why it just came as a shock because nobody even knew that he was sick. Hmm. Um, and he was still planning all kinds of stuff. He just seems like a fun fucking dude. So we're going to be talking about some stories about him today. But on the Gigi Allen note, Mike, our security guard, um, he said on the Facebook group that the Gigi Allen episode was great. He's my number one least favorite person in music ever. Oh, wow. But I've always loved learning his history. I'm, I'm glad that episode turned out because I think that one was just quotes from everybody, right? And yeah. I, I read that and... I- it was okay. That I went was back a hard and I, read. I went back and listened to it, and it was it was easier to follow. Okay. After some editing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that one was, was difficult. It was confusing, but yeah, I mean, I'm assuming Mike would not like Gigi Allen because Mike's the guy who works at the venue, so he's probably the guy. He's the type of person up. that he doesn't want to have to deal with. It. Right. Yeah. Mike works. Oh, should I put him on blast like that? We probably talked about it before, but anyway, <laughs> he would be the guy cleaning up the shit that's smeared on the wall. So I'm sure that makes sense. <laughs> Why it would upset him. He might not be the one cleaning it up, but he'd have to tackle the guy that's throwing the shit. Oh, yeah. He would have to grab him. He's just doing security and shit. So that's... Yeah. He'd have to grab him direct his, contact his, there. his naked ass. He might get some of it on him. You know, those black shirts aren't cheap. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, I'm glad it turned out and I'm... I'm glad he enjoyed the episode, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, we also well. had a listener comment in our Facebook group, which is Death by Music Podcast fans, Allie Hughes. She said, stumbled upon the podcast when I was looking for something new and searched music history. Genuinely thought this was a show that had millions and millions of listeners. Oh. And had been telling all of my friends and family about it, like, oh, you've never heard of Death by Music? You fucking idiot. Um, we fooled you. Yeah, we fooled you. It's <laughs> We've the got high, a couple thousand. It's the high-end microphones. That's what oh, does yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's the quality. Yeah, well, we got how, radio people. Well, you're a radio person, so you know what's going on well, with the technology. I just started looking. I haven't listened to podcasts in ages, and I just started looking for them because you and I were going on this big-ass trip, and uh, we're going to be in the car for nine hours. Yeah. So I started looking for different topics I was interested in, and it's like, you know, you think that the one that pops up at the top is going to be the most 
popular podcast, so it'll probably right. be the best produced, and it's not. I mean, I had to go through like three or four before I found one that actually sounded like the person who who was making it knew what they were doing. Okay. So so just general audio quality. Yeah, the audio quality sucks, and it's like if you're if you're recording into your phone, then I don't trust you. That's not good <laughs> unless you're you're. I mean, I would be fine with that if you were traveling and interviewing somebody. And you didn't quite have the equipment, but like your normal equipment was fine. I would listen to an episode like that. Yeah. As long as your other stuff was, you know, better. Oh, no, you know, yeah, nice to listen to. I just can't. Like, I assume that you're not actually good, which is probably a, a me problem. And I think it's just from working in radio. Like, yeah, it's if, all you. if you sound amateur, then you probably are. <laughs> um, But that's probably, I don't know. That's probably just me. Anyways, she thought we had millions of listeners, which is such right. a compliment. Um, yeah, and, thank but then you. it's a slap in the face when you remind <laughs> us that we don't. Thanks, Allie. Um, she said, if you've seen any Canadian growth in the show, you're welcome. Which, thank you, because then I went and checked. Um, she said, would love an episode on Bradley Noel from Sublime. Super cool musician with a great story that ends in tragedy. So I, I did put him on the list for season six because we've gotten that request multiple times. Um, thanks for putting out a sick show without. Uh, one jillion seven hundred and twenty-eight billion four hundred and ninety-four million and three hundred and whatever ads. So you're welcome. Oh yeah, we're not. That's that why cool. we're poor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I actually went and looked at our chart history, and that week that she had posted that, we went up fifty-six spots in Canada. We were like in right around the top one hundred. Hell yeah! Well, uh, th- thanks for <laughs> helping us work our way up in their uh, old Canada, eh? Yes. I, I drove through Canada once between uh, Detroit and Niagara, Niagara Falls. Canadia or Canadia? Yes. One of those two. I got to say, it might have been the most boring drive of my life. Really? I swear I got a solid 15 minutes of sleep. It was worse than Ohio? Oh, you know what? That's a tough one. <laughs> the turnpike is not fun. Pennsylvania turnpike? The PA Ohio. and Ohio turnpikes are not fun. They're just straight and flat and boring. But that's kind of what happened between... Detroit, Niagara Falls. Mm. I think it it was three highways, I think, and they were just straight and flat. And everywhere I stopped had a Wayne Gretzky Boulevard. That was kind of cool. Um, when I was in, did I tell you, when I was in Ireland, which is the most exciting drive ever, actually, doesn't matter where you are, I couldn't sleep on the bus because I had to be looking out the window because the, the landscape is so fucking beautiful there. Mm-hmm. But did I tell you that there's a Barack Obama plaza in Ireland? No, and why? Because his great, 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 great grandfather is Irish, and it's like a direct line. And so he went over to Ireland recently with his wife, okay. and they fucking loved him over there. And they Weird. made a travel plaza with like a bronze statue of him, and inside there's a cardboard cutout, and you can take your picture with him. Barack Obama Plaza. I was like, where the fuck are we? And that was the only place in Ireland that I got carded trying to buy alcohol. Uh, <laughs> the only fucking place. I picked up a bottle of bus wine and the guy was like... Oh, mm. bus wine, nice. Yeah, he looked at my ID and he was like, yes, but how old are you? And I was like, bitch, I'm 30. But thank you and give me my goddamn wine. Is this America? Because it fucking feels like it. Like, why do I feel like I'm breaking the law when I'm... I'm legal. I'm handing people my real actual ID and it still makes me nervous, even though I'm not breaking any law. Well, then hand them your fake one. They won't be nervous then, right? Well, see, I am a little bit nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have never had a fake ID, but I don't want to. I have an old ID with my old address on it and I lose things very often. So I figured if I keep my old ID, 
uh, like in my car or something or like in a separate wallet then if i lose my actual wallet then i'll still have an id well, it just has okay. my old address on it and i tried to use it, it before still, it still scans it, okay so the, i think what, you're supposed it has to, it expired yet no it has not expired okay um, so it is still kind of technically valid, but one time when I was in high school, I did the same thing. Like I lost my ID, so I ordered a new one and then I found the old one and I had them both in my wallet and I got pulled over and I w- opened my wallet and the officer saw me pull one ID out and he saw the other ID and he was like, give me that. And he thought that I had a fake and he was like running it oh. through and everything. And he was like, why do you have two IDs? Cause he realized the, the birthday, every, all the information was the same. Just the address. Yeah, he thought I was pulling something on him. And I was like, I don't I don't know. I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. I didn't <laughs> want to throw it away. And he was like, I'll take that. I was like, okay. I don't know if you order it in the mail. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do with the other one? I'm not going to the DMV. Fuck that. Anyways, it doesn't fucking matter because this is... Uh, Death by Music podcast. That is what you're listening to. Uh, fortunate for you. Unfortunate for us because we have to sit here and record it. And it's Friday night and I'm tired as fuck. Sorry. Uh, also, I'm Jake. <laughs> and I'm here with Alex. And um, uh, yeah, we're talking about Jimmy. Did you finish that letter? Uh, yeah, that was it. Okay, yeah. We're talking about Jimmy Buffett today. Unfortunately, he died over the weekend. How selfish. And I could have, I know I heard that it happened, but I swear it happened like two weeks ago. But maybe I'm just making no, things up. No. It was literally this weekend. Well, he almost died years and years ago. He's had three near-death experiences, and that's right, what we're going to talk about. that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you read the last one, so I'll go ahead and do this one. I'm just so fucking bummed because I really, I had some friends who went and saw Jimmy Buffett last year for the first time, Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what? Next time he comes to town, I'm going. It's hard to get tickets because he's got all, he he has like a cult following of- Oh yeah, the the parrot heads, heads. right? Yeah. Yeah. But they just seem so fun. Like they're just super chill. They just like to have a fucking margarita every once in a while. And a cheeseburger. cheeseburgers. Yeah. They hang out, they wear flip-flops, and they have parrots on their shoulders, and they just seem super chill. Like, they're doing life the right way, and yeah. I, I want to be a part of that little cult. Um, and now I'm bummed because he's gone, so I don't know how they're going to fill that hole in their hearts. Uh, there's got to be something, like some sort of parrot head tour that will continue going on so they can live out Oh, yeah, they maybe like fantasies. a uh, uh, tribute tour or something, or have they- like different artists come out and do his songs and... That's a That'd be cool. great idea because he's got like a, I'm pretty sure he's got like a big band behind him too. That's probably like a similar mm. core group of people. And if they continue going yeah, out. Yeah, they can carry it on. I'm thinking of Grateful Dead because with Grateful Dead, they obviously lost um, their are, singer. Are, aren't they all, are, is there any original member left in that band? I think there are a couple. I think it's only like two. <laughs> um, and... They went around as Dead and Company, and that's exactly what yeah. they did, was they would sub in for a while. John Mayer was singing for them. Uh, yeah, and they just like played Grateful Dead's music, but it's technically not the same mm-hmm. band. So I wonder, I hope, hey, whoever's in contact with Jimmy's people, fucking do that, because I want to go see it. All right, this is from People.com. Jimmy Buffett survived at least three near-death experiences before his death at the age of 76. Uh, let's get into it. This is by Brenton Blanchett. Jimmy Buffett saw a lot in his 76 years. The Margaritaville singer, whose death was announced on social media Saturday, didn't just spend his time at the titular location of his hit song. Well, I guess he couldn't because there were 78 Margaritavilles. They're all over the fucking place. Uh, 
Um, instead, he traveled the world on boats and planes he piloted. And in those travels, he had multiple apparent near-death experiences. Before his death this week, Buffett had at least three experiences where he could have lost his life had things gone differently. From, drist- from drifting off on a boat in the 70s to two plane mishaps in 1994 and 1996, the latter with Bono on board as well. Mishaps. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I, I read one of these earlier, and that's what led me to the other ones, but I can't fucking remember. Huh. So I, okay, well, let's just fucking read it because I'm about to extrapolate. What may be Buffett's first known near encounter with death came in 1978 as music writer Ryan White wrote his book, Jimmy Buffett, A Good Life All the Way for the Daily Mail, that the musician was on his sailboat in San Salvador at the time and anchored in a cove, a cigarette boat stopped to use Buffett's radar and he gave them approval if he could drive their go-fast boat. Okay, okay, that's interesting. A cigarette boat. Man. Um, I think those are the those are the long oh, they, speed boats. They weren't selling cigarettes? I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, okay, cuz but... yeah, that's kind of, that, that's like the those are like the boats you you kind of see out around Florida and stuff. I was where thinking in the Keys or whatever. Super long nose and every you sit in the back of it. And oh. they're just they're just really fast. They usually got pretty big engines in them. Okay, um, so the, he wasn't selling cigarettes. Yeah, because I was like, no. that's an untapped market. That's a good idea. You just go around <laughs> to all those drunk people on the boats and ask them if they want to buy a, a carton. I bet they'll say yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why he wanted to drive. It was their quote, was "go fast. fast boat." Wow. Okay. Uh, not at all what I was. Thinking. Yeah, a little bit faster than a sailboat, I'd say. Okay. After partying on a nearby sailboat and sleeping in his giant boat's dinghy. Uh, usually a rowboat attached to a larger boat. He reportedly drifted out and woke up surrounded by water. But eventually the cigarette boat and a mothership loaded with drugs found him and pointed him in the direction of land. Less than two decades later, Buffett had another bizarre run-in when a seaplane he was piloting almost capsized while taking off, according to the Tampa Bay Times. That's scary. Um, well, first of all, I wouldn't call that first one a brush with death. Because it's not like he was out there starving. He was just lost at sea for one second, and then they found him. Uh, the, Gr- the Grumman G-44 Widgeon seaplane was leaving Nantucket Island in Massachusetts with only Buffett on board when it flipped, oh shit, after hitting a wave. Oh, what? yeah, that could happen. Well, y- you think of a airplane that can oh, is it take off from the water that's what he was in it so. says seaplane yeah that's yeah. right okay so it has the so little... he hit the wave it probably caught the one of the pontoons or something and just flipped him over I, i'd God. imagine you want to launch those in pretty uh Still... calm water there so mm-hmm. buffett was able to escape the plane and swim to a passing boat with local police sharing with the outlet at the time that the singer songwriter had no visible injuries but complained of pain Emergency room nurse Donna Fleming added that Buffett left fine and walked out with friends. I'm sure he got a little bit of whiplash there from it. Yeah. Getting ship whipped when it flipped over. Ship whipped. Ship whipped. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still flying, but I have a safer plane now, Buffett told the Boston Globe in 1995. For a while, I got introspective about it, but you've got to get back up. I called a therapist I'd seen off and on in California to tell him about it. And to say I was having flashbacks, but the week before, the therapist had also ditched his plane. Boy, did we have one heck of a therapy session. Hmm. Damn. Oh, my gosh. 
I, they should be paying each other yeah. for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've had a near-death experience, it does affect you. Buffett also said, I remember this one. I had another near-death experience when I was 19 and was at the bottom of the ocean, but I was too drunk to care about it. Oh, this needs explanation. That's That reminds me of Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys. Remember, he was diving up and down and up and down looking for all of his lost shit mm-hmm. in shallow water, but he got shallow water blackout and he, he drowned in the water because um, he was drunk as fuck, too. Just two years after his plane crash, Buffett experienced another plane mishap, this time reportedly with U2 frontman Bono, Bono's family, and Island Records founder Chris Blackwell all on board. In January of 1996, Jamaican authorities reportedly mistook Buffett's hemisphere dancer plane for a drug smuggling operation and shot at it. What the (laughs) fuck? <laughs> According to Taste that of sucks. Country, that's a big mistake. That is a huge mistake. You you need to be one hundred percent sure before you start shooting you, at some yeah. motherfuckers. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! I bet they all got fired too, just because of who was on the plane. Like they probably would have brushed it under the rug if it was regular people. But uh, yeah. it's fucking you two and uh, it's Bono and Jimmy Buffett. Wow. Hmm. After wait, I think these are f- yeah Jamaican authorities. Okay, so maybe they don't have to be sure in the level that American well, authorities that's, that's, do. Yeah, that's, that's up to their government. So wow. After Buffett landed in Negril to share some jerk chicken with passengers, police opened fire as passengers, including Bono and his family, had to reportedly duck for cover while starting to disembark. The outlet notes that no injuries were reported, and while Bono left Jamaica, Buffett stayed behind to speak with authorities. Buffett later released the song Jamaica Mistaka in reference <laughs> to the ordeal. Come back, come back, back to Jamaica. Oh my God. <laughs> he sang on the track. Terrible. Don't, don't you know we made a big mistake? We'd be so hmm. sad if you told us goodbye and we promise not to shoot you out of the sky. At least he can find humor in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I mean, nobody got hurt, so. Um. Yeah, but might as well crack some jokes, right? What the fuck. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a coping mechanism for sure. Yeah. MTV reported in May 1996 that authorities eventually apolo- eventually apologized to Bono and Buffett. Bono opened up about the incident, which included his wife Allie and their children Jordan and Eve, then aged three and six, in 2009 during an interview with the Belfast Telegraph. These boys were shooting all over the place, Bono shared. I felt as if we were in the middle of a James Bond movie. Only this was real, and it was absolutely terrifying, and I honestly thought we were all going to die, he added. Thank God we were safe and sound. My only concern was for their safety. It was very scary, let me tell you. You can't believe the relief I felt when I saw the kids were okay. Yeah. There are two rules in rock and roll I found, Buffett later told Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live in 2018 while reflecting on the incident. Never forget to duck. And never forget, you can go to hell at any minute. Wow. (laughs) Well, he's, uh, yeah. All right. (laughs) On Saturday, a statement posted on Buffett's website and social media channels confirmed his death, noting that he passed away peacefully on the night of September 1st, surrounded by his family, friends, music, and dogs. He lived his life like a song till the very last breath and will be missed beyond measure by so many, the statement concluded. His last words uh, whispered to his sister were, have fun. Oh, geez. I know. It's so sad. But uh, talk about spreading joy. That's a guy who knew how to have a good ass time and just put a positive spin on everything that's happening in life. Even with three. They said three, but I'm going to say four if he almost drowned when he was 19. Yeah, they never went into that. No. Um, 
I'm curious about. Well, I mean, you I just guess... didn't give a fuck either. He's too drunk to carry. He's just laying on the bottom of the ocean. I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I guess that's really <laughs> it. Um, I mean, I don't know if there is any more to put into that story. <laughs> drunk as hell, <clears throat> floating, whatever. Fuck it. But yeah, Jimmy Buffett, rest in peace. We'll have to do a full episode at some point um, because I have a feeling, in addition to these three stories, he had a very interesting life. Oh, I bet. And I want to know more about that. So thank you guys for listening and rest in peace. Later. Death by Music podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.